0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the Holy Spirit and communion. We read in the scriptures in Luke 24, 35, that Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The fact of the matter is, The Bible records that Jesus had a meal or sat down at meal with his disciples twice on resurrection day. First, he was at table with them. That's the disciples in Emmaus. He'd been with them for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and walking with them along the road, explaining things from the scripture about himself. And when they came to their humble abode, they began to sit down to have a meal And Jesus took bread and blessed it, and immediately they recognized who he was, but he vanished from the sight. We read, and when he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. But later that night, we read in Luke's gospel that he showed them, that is, the 11 who were in the upper room, that is, in the room where they were waiting or hiding from fear of the Jews after the day of resurrection, he appeared and showed them his hands and his feet. And while they disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and he ate it before them. So Jesus demonstrated the physicalness, reality of his resurrection from the dead. By setting a table with his disciples, and on at least this occasion and on another, actually eating food with them. Now, it's this reference about Jesus breaking bread with his disciples in the resurrection narratives that probably explains why the Lord's Supper is so often referred to as the breaking of the bread in the Acts of the Apostles. We read in Acts 2, 42, that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayer. And then this phrase is repeated again in Acts 20, verse 7, which says, And on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, speaking about the church at Troas. And so we have this reference to the breaking of bread as a reference to Christ at the Lord's table. Now, maybe you ask, what does this have to do with the Holy Spirit? So let me ask you a question. How do you know Jesus Christ today? And how do we know Jesus in the breaking of the bread? Because we, we believe that in some sense, Christ makes himself known in the breaking of the bread. Well, the way all of this transpires is by the work of the Holy Spirit Himself. How do I know Christ today? Well, you say we know Him from the Bible. Well, we know about Him from the Bible. This is true. The Bible tells us the narrative about Jesus, it gives His prophecies and His teaching and His actions. But I'm talking about personal knowledge. I'm not talking about intellectual knowledge, but I'm talking about the personal, intimate knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ. How does that take place? Well, according to the Lord Jesus himself, the way he is made known to us is through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And that's true whether we're reading and studying the scriptures or whether we're partaking of the Lord's Supper. Christ makes himself known to us through the operation of the Holy Spirit who takes the things of Christ and who shows them to his disciples. Jesus talked about all of this in the upper room before he went to the cross, which on the occasion in which he instituted what we call the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion. And then after his resurrection, he spent 40 days with his disciples, continuing to teach them. He met with them on a number of occasions, numerous occasions. We have at least 10 recorded for us in the New Testament. And then he would ascend to the Father at the end of the 40-day period. Now, when Jesus ascends back to the Father, he is physically absent from us. I've never seen Jesus Christ I've never looked on his body. I've never looked at his hair or his eyes. I've never heard his voice speak. I have not looked upon him and beheld him or the scars in his hands. And yet I know Jesus Christ. I know him because he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is another paraclete. This was Jesus' promise. He said that I'm going away to the Father, and when I go away... I will send another Paraclete to you. A Paraclete is a helper, a person who comes alongside of us to assist us, the one who draws near to us, that explains things to us, and makes known to us the presence. Jesus is the first Paraclete. He makes known to us the Father. So we know the Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the Paraclete who comes in the name of Christ from the father he and the father sent the holy spirit as another paraclete to abide with us forever and in acts he's referred to as sometimes as the spirit of jesus now it doesn't mean he's jesus he's not jesus he's another paraclete one like to jesus who makes jesus known He is God, just like Jesus is God and the Father is God. They are together the one eternal God. But the Holy Spirit's special task is to convey the very presence of Christ Jesus to us. John's record of Jesus' teaching after the feeding of the 5,000 was that when he said that it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the true bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Now, I want to bring all of these together in a statement from the Apostle Paul, recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 16. Because Paul connects the bread and the cup of the Lord's Supper with the spiritual fellowship, communion, or participation in Christ's body and blood. Now, how is Christ communicated to us in the Lord's Supper, in the breaking and sharing of the bread and in the pouring and drinking of the cup? Well, Paul asserts that the bread has fellowship with the body of Christ, while the cup has fellowship with his blood. And he explains this, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the cup of fellowship, koinonia, with the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not the bread of fellowship, the koinonia, the participation with the body of Christ? Now, the implied answer to those questions is yes. And the fact that he's talking about spiritual presence is made very clear to us in the contrast that he gives between participation with Christ, body and blood in the Lord's Supper with those who participate with demons in pagan rituals involving their sacrifices. He said that's a spiritual presence of demons that Christians must avoid. And so he's connecting a spiritual presence of Christ with the Holy Supper. And how does that come about? Well, it comes about by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who takes the things of Christ and makes them known to us. And it's the Holy Spirit who communicates the Christ in his body in heaven with the Father to us on earth as we share by faith in fellowship with him, at the Lord's table, and even in the preaching, believing, and hearing of the word of God. But we don't eat Christ physically. We don't crunch on the body of Jesus. But we do partake of Christ, and we partake of him spiritually. And that takes place by the Holy Spirit himself, who takes Christ's benefits, what he accomplished in his death on the cross, in his body and his blood, and makes him very present and real to us because he makes very real and presence to us, Jesus himself. We can know Christ. We can know him personally. We know him because the Holy Spirit, whom he has sent in his name and who abides with us, makes him known to us. He makes him known to us in the word of God. As we read it, as we hear it taught and preached, and as we participate in the enactment of the word in what are known as the gospel ordinances or the Christian sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Do you know Christ? If you know Christ, then he invites you to come to his table to eat and to drink with him. And he gives the bread to you and says, this is my body. And he offers the cup to you. And he says, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the forgiveness of the sins of many. And so we say in words of faith, eat and drink and feed upon Christ by faith in your heart with thanksgiving. Here's a prayer that we can pray at the supper. Lord, the feast is yours, not ours. It is your table to which we are come to be your guest. It's your presence we seek, your body and blood of which we partake. Help us draw near with expectant hearts and a living faith to receive is from your hands the bread of life, the cup of salvation, and divine refreshment, strength, and peace for your love's sake. Amen. A prayer written by Frank Colman. And here's a hymn by Charles Wesley that we sometimes sing at the Lord's table. It's a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come, O everlasting Spirit, Bring to every thankful mind all the Savior's dying merit, all his sufferings for mankind. True recorder of his passion, now the living faith impart. Now reveal his great salvation, preach his gospel to our heart. Come, O witness of his dying, come a remembrance, sir, divine. Let us feel your power, applying Christ to every soul and mine. Wow. We can know Christ. We can know him with the eyes of faith. We can even eat of him, as he said in John chapter 6. We eat of him by faith. Faith in the word of God, faith in his person that is engendered in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who be sent in his name. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember when you go to the Lord's table that the Holy Spirit can make Christ known to you.